Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Local Earshot Podcast. If you're listening, we're glad to have you. Uh, this episode number five, we're going to showcase a little band out of Orange County, California that we absolutely love here on the Local Earshot Podcast. I was introduced to them, oh gosh, a couple years ago now. Uh, they came through with Pop Evil. The name of the band is Them Evils, so it was kind of odd to see the billing when we first walked in. We almost didn't even know there was another band on the bill because, you know, evil's evil. Everything's just evil. So, <laughs> so I uh, went in and, man, these guys just lit it up from the word go. I mean, I've seen a lot of rock and roll gigs. It's a lot, it takes a lot to really sh- to shake me. And uh, these guys definitely did it from the opening chord, man. They've got a Jake, their bass player, came in hanging off the ceiling rafters. Their drummer's throwing shit around. Jordan's up there jumping around like a maniac. Hey, best money I spent in a long time. And I've been a, I've been a huge fan of these band, this band ever since. They've been busy throughout the, the pandemic. They've released, uh, I think, three singles throughout this whole thing. And we got a chance to talk to Jordan. He kind of laced us up with the band, seen how things were. It sounds like it's really played a kind of a heavy-duty role in, in their day-to-day, man. I hope these bands that are in this situation are able to keep it together. <clears throat> but from the sounds of things, it's coming to open them, open them back up, man. We just got a huge announcement here in Oklahoma City. Corey Taylor with, uh, you know, Stone Sour, Slipknot, obviously. He's doing his own gig now. He's got a, a solo album out, which he's done solo tours uh, forever. But uh, and now I guess he's actually got a, a, a touring act together and a whole, a whole gig, and he's coming to the Diamond Ballroom. So uh, that'll be on May 26th. So uh, tickets go on sale today. So if you guys want to go, let's get it on, man. It's time for rock and roll shows again. I love it. So uh, anyway, I'm going to let Jordan take it away here. We got to talk to him and uh, we're going to introduce him. And then we're going to go on to the new single, Pour Out Another One from Them Evils. Everybody, this is Jordan Griffin from Them Evils, man. Uh, What's up? Man, we're trying to spread the word about you guys out here. Y'all's a great, great, great rock and roll band. And and uh, I know there's an audience for you here in Oklahoma City. Uh, we just got to get the word out, man. Congrats on the new Dude, single. I appreciate it. You got to get the word of rock and roll out. It's like no one listens to this shit anymore. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I mean, and you're right. You're right. I mean, I do. I know people that do, but it's hard to get a crowd, even in the best of circumstances, you know. People just, I know. Yeah. One deals. It's coming back around, it seems like, like, you know, bands like um, Dirty Honey and Greta Van Fleet. And there's just a lot of bands out there bringing rock and roll back like Rival Sons, but you have to be really, really fucking good at it for anyone yeah. to listen. Yeah, and, and a lot of it comes back to just well-written songs, in my opinion. And and uh, a lot of those bands you're, you're, you're mentioning, I, I, don't, I haven't heard a bad song out of them. I, you know, yeah. why they're not on the radio more is beyond me. But yeah, it's the nature of the beast. Yeah, we're here in L.A., and the Dirty Honey's really killing it right now. I see them everywhere. Awesome, man. That's good like to hear. Yeah. I yeah. dig their stuff, too. It's like a Aerosmith, Led Zeppelin kind of vibe. I like them more than Grid of M Fleet. Not saying I, like, you know, don't like any one of them, but I fucking love their shit. Oh, yeah. Well, that groove-based stuff, I hope it comes back. You know, things have – it took a turn for the super technical kind of on-the-beat metal kind of stuff took over and it's good to see that just that groove based rock and roll is still around and, and still a thing you know i like i like my rock and roll a little lazy anyways you know yeah i do too little little behind the beat hell yeah well how did this single come about i mean as far as like uh the idea for it i know 2020 sucked but i mean seemed like you guys have been 
progressing through it. I mean, they released three singles in the in the span of the time we've been locked down. So how'd this all come about? Um, which one? Releasing Pour Out or just all of them? Uh, the most recent one is, uh, uh, we'll, we'll start there, uh, Pour Out Another One. How'd, that, how'd the idea for that spark up? Well, we, we were writing this song with uh, Aaron Edwards and Kevin Thrasher. Um, he's an Escape the Fate, and he's Travis Barker's, you know, engineer guy. Um, we just went in a room, and Aaron was like, hey, I have this idea. Um, and he had the top line, Pour Out Another One, and we just kind of built the song around that. And we actually wrote this song about a year and a half ago. And we were going through a lot of issues with our, with the record label and how we were going to release music and kind of adapting to this whole 2020 thing, this whole COVID thing. We were wondering, you know, if we were still a band, um, if it's even worth doing anymore. Um, because, you know, I think a lot of bands didn't really survive this. They just kind of said, well, you know, we can't play music. We got to go get our own jobs. You know, we got to go get daddy jobs and, you know, do something to occupy our time. But anyway, we just kind of just said, you know what, this is what we love to do. We've been doing it for so long. We came this close before 2020. Um, we were touring with so many bands. Um, we were doing really well uh, streaming wise and stuff. So we were just like, you know what, we've got this far. Let's just, let's just do it. Let's put these songs out. And, um, they got a pretty good response. Where are you going to crash tonight? Did really well. Put us back on the map. Uh, Coattails did all right. We didn't buy um, or, you know, pay for any PR. We just kind of did that ourselves. Let that kind of build organically. And then we did pour out another one, which is one of my favorite songs we've ever written. I like and, it. It's a um, slower tempo. I like, I like the change. Yeah. yeah, I dig it. Yeah, it was very, very slow. Very kind of Alice in Chains scene, just like grungy. Um, we were just, you know, everyone's trying to do upbeat songs and trying to just follow this radio format. And we were just like, you know what? We like the song. It's cool. It's heavy. It's bluesy. It's slow. And just tell people to fuck off because they're, they're looking for a certain song that they want to put on the radio or just a certain song that, you know, fits the format for, uh, you know, modern rock these days. And we're like, you know, we we're them evils. They're going to get a them evil song. So we released a, a slow jammer and hopefully people like it. Hell yeah, man. It's, and you know, it's, it's, I've seen two things happen. Like you said, there's been bands that are like, well, shit, we got to, you know, pack up and go home. If there's no touring, there's no money and there's no income. And I've seen other bands that just dug in and said, what happens happens. This is what we do. And, uh, it, it, I mean, as as uh, hard as it probably is, I'm happy to see it. So, um, congratulations to you guys. Um, really, appreciate it, man. I mean, yeah, like, it is it is a super hard, you know, situation when you're you're in a band and you're used to touring, you know, six months, seven months out of the year, constantly just picking, get, being picked up and going on tour, um, and releasing songs and constantly working, and that's like kind of you know, detoured by some weird virus and you just got to adapt. And you, it took us a long time to, you know, try to figure out the formula. And I don't even think there is a formula, you know, it's just, you kind of release music and hopefully you, you just, you just hope for the best because you can't, you know, go out there and meet fans and make fans and sell your music and tour and play in front of people. Um, so it's just kind of, you know, the luck of the draw, you just, you release the song and hopefully it does good. If it does, it doesn't. And then you just release the next one and hope for the best. 
Yeah, it's, uh, it's all a big gamble at the end of the day, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's the other thing, too. People like it, they like it. And if they don't, they don't. But, uh, man, the world we live in is people go out of their way to trash something just because they don't like it. It's like, man, you can just turn the knob. <laughs> yeah. If you don't like it. Hey, man, if you don't like, you know, if people don't like the song, I'd almost rather them go on the Internet and talk shit because at least there's some activity or some, you know, <laughs> Is it all, uh, all, all press is good, good publicity? Good publicity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, any press is good press. Go ahead, let them talk shit. Hell yeah. Oh, hey, shout out to, uh, uh, for, sorry to interrupt you, man. Uh, Terry just got a hold of me on my phone. She said uh, she loves you. Can't wait to see you again. So uh, shout out to Terry. I love uh, Terry. Oh, dude, she's the coolest. She's so rad. That Oklahoma connection. I mean, honestly, when you guys come through, I, I, I just, I'd love to get a crowd, a hometown crowd for you guys every time you come through. This is just, I just think people are missing out not hearing it. So, yeah, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, Terry's awesome. Every time she comes through, uh, she just comes in the back and we just let her on the RV and she just has vodka and a whole bunch of doobies and edibles and stuff for us and we just get ripped before we play and nice. then ripped, more ripped after nice. <laughs> I, love that. I love it well how's california now i mean i know california's locked down probably a little harsher than the rest of the country but um i know texas recently opened up mississippi i know oklahoma can't be far behind we've actually had shows here so yeah, um they actually just lift the mass mandate oh they oklahoma did city yeah wow. no way yeah, yeah, people are just walking around like it's just mad, like overnight. Everybody's just walking around with a mask on. That's no <laughs> mask, open carry, pot, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Good for <laughs> you guys. That's awesome. Well, California, we just got to the point where um, they opened up seating, uh, indoor dining. Um, it's only 25% capacity. Uh, there is no uh, end in sight about the masks because um, California, you know, they our numbers were so high. Um, but I live in a red county. That means, you know, everyone's pretty Republican here. So we don't really wear masks anyway. Um, but it's, you know, it's it's looking up. It's still pretty strict. Um, like I said, they just did the indoor dining and they took, uh, they took away the curfew, which would lasted like a year. Um, but I'm just, I'm, I'm so over this shit and I, I just stay at home and I just don't go out and spend money. Cause I'm not really working right now. Unfortunately, I go back to work this week though. So hell yeah. Cool. Um, but it's, it's just a pain in my ass, man. I've been just sitting at home almost for a year well i've been doing a lot of traveling you know going back and forth to utah and vegas seeing my parents um other than that man it's just it's just all i have is the sun and some palm trees and the beach and my guitars and my fiance and my dog and my cool ass roommates that i party with all the time and that, that's about it still not a bad life i guess you know i mean i sure oh. would rather have the live music to go with it though <laughs> I know, right? That's well, the, best the other guys in the, the band, band, man. I mean, I mean, it's got to be affecting everybody as far as uh, the whole lockdown and writing music and just being productive. Yeah, um, the, those guys are doing good. They are actually both still working, um, but you know, their work was definitely affected by this whole thing, and they worked a lot less than they needed to. Um, and even just interacting with them, like there's no shows and there's not a lot of recording going on. So 
I don't see them as much as I used to um, because we were always working. We were always, you know, like trying to be the best band to take over the world, um, going on tour and all that and making our live show really nice. Um, so yeah, I just, I mean, I see them maybe once or twice a week. We talk all the time about, you know, releasing stuff. Um, and we just kind of all do it virtually. Uh, we did go record a few days though last week. So I was with them most of the week. Um, we do writing sessions and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, there's not a lot of rehearsal. There's not a lot of, cause there's no, when are we going to play a show? We don't, we still don't know. Um, hopefully soon because everything's opening up in the rest of the country. Um, California's kind of lagging behind. So hopefully there's some tours out there. We can get together, rehearse and, you know, prep for a tour. That'd be fucking amazing. Yeah, man. I remember y'all were, y'all were gearing up for a tour with the pretty reckless when this whole thing happened. It just sucked the wind right out of both y'all's band sales. And then it's just unfortunate as hell. Yeah. Word on the street is that's going to happen, you know, later on down the road this year. And I think we still have the spot. I think we still have the gig. Um, but I think it's going to be like a month long tour. So I'm fucking pumped for that. I'm ready to get the fuck out of town and ready to go play some rock and roll. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to the outdoor gigs. We've heard some good news that outdoor gigs are aiming for the end of July to be open in some capacity. Um, and I think that would be a, a just a great thing to have for the summer. And maybe we catch the tail end of the summer concert series or something, you know, but just something. Uh, yeah, um, it's, it's frustrating. For all, all these festivals, you know, I don't think we're on the festival runs this year, but I know the pretty reckless is. So we'll be at the festivals with them. If we go on tour, um, I'm just, I'm so ready. I, I'm, I'm curious to see if there's going to be any like mask mandates or social distancing, but I'm assuming it's outside and they're not going to have a lot of that shit going on. And if you're at a concert, you probably don't fucking care if you catch it or not. Um, so I don't know how they're going to handle people or, you know, have people follow that mask rule bullshit outside i personally don't think you need to be wearing a mask out your mask outside um you know the wind and sun could you know pick it away i don't know the science behind it but it just doesn't seem like a logical thing to do um and if you're worried about it don't fucking go yeah i'm i'm 100 in, in agreement with you there man i mean it is what it is. And, uh, you know, I always say life is like boxing. Protect yourself at all times. <laughs> no, I, I, I said on the uh, the previous show, I was like, you know, uh, working for Live Nation, everything, it, the size of those venues, you could easily have a 50% capacity show even at that lower. And you could have areas separated where all those people can mosh and they could do their thing and the other people can do their social distancing stuff and everything. And a lot of venues, they already do that. So people already in their little groups and their little separated little groups in the areas. So, yeah, I just don't want people to go to these shows and be all worried and like fucking ruin everyone else's time because they're like, oh, don't stand next to me. Don't fucking touch me. Don't you're not wearing a mask. You know, it's just like, well, if you're worried, just stay at home, watch the show virtually or something, you know, carry your hand sanitizer with you or your Lysol spray and just fucking just do your thing. Walk around in that fog. <laughs> yeah. Well, this, I, I will say, uh, going back to the single release, uh, it sounds like you, you really fuzzed it out this time. I know you told me you was running a fuzz pedal, but, uh, boy, that, that's fuzzy all the way around and, and in a good way. I mean, I'm typically a guy that's pretty picky about fuzz because to me, sometimes it just sounds like a blown out speaker, but uh, I, I dig it on this, this song. That was really good. 
Appreciate that, man. Yeah, the production on this, we went with Jim Kaufman and we just were like, blow it out. Just do something weird and different. Make it sound like, you know, make it sound like them evils and no one else. We've never heard a song that's really sounded that kind of blown out and fuzzy. Um, and we haven't really done anything like that either. Everything is pretty much, you know, just overdriven and JCM 800 distortion. And, you know, just kind of that classic rock kind of, you know, just driving guitar sound. Um, you know, very ACDC, very um, like Allison Chain, just heavy kind of crunchy guitar. But this one's super fuzzy, super, super fuzzy and blown out, which I dig. Yeah, I liked it. I like it a lot. I mean, what kind of gear are you running as far as I mean, uh, your signal chain is pretty simple uh, from from a little bit. We've talked and uh, being that simple, you seem to get a squeeze a lot out of it. So uh, what kind of stuff are you running so I'm running from my guitar, which is a Zemitis usually live uh, or in studio, or I use some of my old Gibsons. Um, and that's all I really play is Gibson or Zemitis. Uh, still waiting on a Fender, though. Can't wait to get that shit from you. And uh, it's... Uh, hey, hey. I run it in... Oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, oh. I can't wait to get it to you. Uh, yeah, we burned the Them Evils in there. That's your old uh, old uh, logo from the EP. I got That's some other stuff burned in there. Old number seven and what else? That Ace of Spades. Shout out to old bitching, <laughs> dude. I'm so pumped to get my hands on that thing. There it oh. is. It's pretty cool. Uh, like I said, as soon as we can get it to you, we, we're happy to do it. I'd, I'd like to document it and and have oh, it for definitely. people to see. That'd be awesome. That'd be rad. I'm pumped. But yeah, I just run it into my pedal board and I have, I go into a wah pedal. Sometimes I have a whammy. Um, I have this JHS uh, modded pog, which is an octave splitter. So you can play with your sub octave or your higher octave. Um, and then that goes into one. Of, I just got this new pedal. It's the plasma pedal by Universal Audio. No, Game Changer Audio. Um, and it goes through like this, this plasma tube and it's like an electric signal. It's the first pedal ever, um, to be made like that. Sounds pretty bitching. Then I go into, I believe it's one of my Parker fuzz pedals. Um, and then I have a Schaefer replica, which is something that, uh, like Joe Perry and Angus Young used to use. Um, and then I have the Flint Strymon reverb tremolo. And then I believe it's just the noise compressor. So I don't have a lot of effects. It's just mostly octave fuzz and a booster slash compressor with a little bit of reverb. That's about it. Into a Marshall JCM 800 um, on the high channel, of course, because there's gain. I just rolled the preamp down so I could stomp the fuzz so it doesn't get all, you know, feedbacky. Um, and I don't know what our sound guys or our producers you know, mic it with, but, um, yeah, that's about it. Uh, sometimes, you know, when the amps break down, we'll play, we'll trade out the amps or going like DI through the fuzz pedal. That's only happened a few times, like on the Zach, Zach tour, but you know, it's gotta be, be prepared for everything, but it's all, it's all JCM 800, some Midas guitar and sometimes Gibson here or there. Hey, JCM 800 cranked up is, that's, I mean, that's going to get people's attention on its own. So <laughs> you just never know. Uh, get my Sorry. Oh, you're good, man. By all means. It's, I know y'all's two hours behind us, so you need it more than we do. <laughs> <laughs>
No, I dug the I dug the tune, man. It's and I like the uh, the the mid part there where it's got kind of the Hendrix. Uh, I, I I relate it to a Hendrix type of call response blues blues kind of thing in the middle there towards the outro. I really dig it. Um, and yeah, like you the, said it sounds the, like y'all, and it's and it's still new. It's fresh, so uh, just I, I dig it. That's all I can say. I hope we can spread it around here. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. The uh, the bridge where it like breaks down and it's a little chuggy and then it has like the the guitar solo, you know, responses. Yeah, that was something we we've, we've never done really either because you know there's only one guitar player in the band, which is me. And it's hard to, you know, sing and concentrate on a vocal melody and also play licks over certain parts, but it's just something I had to kind of adapt to and learn how to do it. And uh, when we play it live, we get it done right. It sounds cool. But I mean, I can't play every single lick that's on the song. So I just kind of, you know, improvise and do my own thing like Jimi Hendrix did. You know, he records a song and he records it a certain way, which sounds bitching, but he goes out and plays it live and it's a completely different song. It's still the same structure, but every lick and everything he does, like singing over it, um, his little tiny solo sections, they're all different. And I'm just like, you know, I could do that and get away with it. No one's going to really know. Um, And it's just, you know, it's just more musical that way anyway. You just adapt, get it done. Yeah, I I don't like my rock and roll too polished anyways. I like to, if I see a band on two different nights of the same tour, I like there to be a little difference in there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's what we try to do live too. I like doing like audibles and throwing random songs in the set. The guys don't like it, but I'm like... (laughs) I love doing it. It just keeps us on our toes and it's, you know, breaks up the monotony of, you know, playing the same goddamn set and saying the same thing to the crowd every night. Right. Well, what are some of the players that really inspired you when you was learning how to play? I know a lot of guitar players uh, usually stick to their formative years as, as the main influence. And like my two main guys is, is David Gilmore and Slash. And I mean, that really comes through the way I play guitar. So who are some of the guys you looked up to during that time when you were really learning how to play? Um, definitely Jerry Cantrell, Allison Chain. Sorry, I can't talk. It's still the fucking morning time. Um, Angus Young, definitely. Those are my two favorite bands. Jimmy Page, um, Jimi Hendrix, uh, David Gilmore for sure. He says so much with his notes, but he's not even playing a lot of notes. You know, he just bends them and gets all these tasty, tasty licks in there. Um, Stevie Ray. There's just so many, so many amazing guitar players out there. Um, even like Josh Homme, he's not like a super technical shredder, but the way he writes his guitar riffs and sings over him is, you know, is pretty badass. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's a whole nother thing is guys that can do a solo and sing over the top of it. I, I, I'm not good at it, but that's one of the things that got me with David Gilmore was what he did in wish you were here. And it, it never ages. That song always sounds, it's just timeless, you know? I don't know. Yeah. That's what you're aiming for when you write a song, I guess, is to make it sound yeah. good every time you hear it. Yep. Yeah. He kills it on that song. He's just one of those guys. Like I said, he says so much with so little words and so little notes. It's, I don't, I don't know. I don't understand his style. Like even the, the uh, comfortably numb outro solo that I hear that song every time, no matter what I could hear it four times in a row and I still get goosebumps. It still gives me chills. Oh yeah. 
and the ah man yeah that's a that's a big one for me and if if that's the point too you know if it gives you goosebumps then it's that's what that's again that's the whole point of writing a song man exactly Um, get get a rise get you know provoke some sort of emotion in someone that's the point of a song yeah. I mean, what, what are some, I mean, I know you guys, uh, the, the whole idea of making an album is not popular these days, but I know there's some bands that do it. Uh, Mastodon is one of the big ones, you know, the whole epics type deal. Is that something y'all aim for? Or does like one song just kind of come and that's, that's a song and then another song comes? Well, that goes kind of back to how many fans you have and, kind of your own formula of releasing songs and what works for each individual band. Um, I feel like if you have the following already, you have the cult following, you have, you know, a massive radio following, um, it's probably easier to release a a record because people are still going to be buzzed on it. The promotion on the radio um, and the promotion that the label puts in, um, you know, they're going to keep generating likes and plays for, you know, the next two year, that album cycle. But with a band like Them Evils, we're not a big band. We're still a baby band. You know, we're just still trying to break, break the ice um, and releasing singles and EPs, I feel like, is the way to go because we got to keep people interested um, because we don't have that giant you know, machine behind us to constantly shove our music down your throat. We just kind of do it organically and we use, you know, what we could afford uh, PR wise. So when we release a song, you know, we keep that out for a month and a half, two months, and we let that grow organically. And we kind of, you know, shove that one single song down your throat until you get sick of it. And when we see that it starts slowing down, that's when we realize, okay, let's release this song. And when we release that next song, we'll do like a live video with it. Um, You know, like a studio video or sometimes even a music video or a lyric video. Um, But you just kind of, kind of change it up and, you know, find that formula for your band um, and what works the best. So in our, in our case, yeah, it's just singles and EPs. Cool. I mean, every, every band is different. You know, starting a band is like starting a company and there's really no set structure or set rules for success or getting, getting your music to the people's ears, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's different. You gotta, you gotta kind of just adapt and figure it out and see what works best and whatever works best, just run with it. Um, and that's what we're kind of doing with the whole single approach. Um, and that's what our, our, uh, our lawyer, Eric German said to do, you know, he's worked with a lot of bands and this formula is working out for them. You just kind of make it your own thing, release a single, um, see how it goes, release a music video with it or a live studio album, promote it. Um, and when it starts slowing down, release another one and keep people interested because if you, you know, you do it with an album, you give everyone your load at once, you know, and they swallow the whole load and they're like, okay, well, what do we do now? You know, you already, you already gave it to them. So now they got to wait another year and a half for another load of songs. 10 years, like you gotta spread that load out, you know? Spread that load out. <laughs> you gotta do some, you gotta do some <laughs> nice. Oh. Well, hey man, uh, uh, we appreciate you being on, man. Is there is there any uh, anywhere people can reach you guys um, as far as streaming merch, anything like that we can put out there for the people? 
Yeah, check out themevils.com. Follow us on Instagram, um, just at themevils, at themevils on Facebook. We actually just started a TikTok now because that seems to like be the biggest thing and, you know, how to reach a younger audience. So we're trying to tap into that. Follow us on there. Um, you could just, you know, DM us, get a hold of us on Instagram, Facebook, just message us. We'll be, we'll be, we have Jake on the phone all the time doing the social media stuff. Um, seeing he cut his hair, I'm like, oh, oh why? Yeah, <laughs> it's a little shorter. By the time tour comes back, we'll all have long hair. Yeah, yeah, man, is man, who knows how long it'll be. <laughs> yeah, we're, I know we're on YouTube as well. So anything them evils, that's you know that's the little the little chain to follow. So yeah, stream awesome, man. Give us a like, watch the videos, buy some merch. We'll ship it out to you, and that's that. Awesome, man. And we'll spread the word out here, man. I, I, I want to get you guys in as many people's heads as possible out here. It's just. Uh, you know, for a three-piece band to be putting out y'all's kind of songs is is refreshing, and um, and I'm excited to just see how see where this goes. I'm just glad to hear you guys are weathering the storm and getting through it. I appreciate that, dude. Yeah, appreciate the support, the spreading the word, and we need people like you out there to listen to rock and roll and tell everyone about it. Yeah, well, when help, they're in my car, the they're gonna hear it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, man, I appreciate it, man. We'll holler at you later. All right, brother. You guys have a good one. All right. Thanks for having me. Cause I thought I saw no ghost Been a hell of a ride Yeah, been a hell of a ride Yeah Gonna pour out another one Pour out another one To build an empire Trap my troubles in a glass You know that it won't be my last I say it is, <laughs> but I'm a liar
Demi Eagles, man. I love that song. I love that band. Um, and they're growing on me more and more. I hope you guys listen to it and, and check them out, man. You can get their merch at themeevils.com and, and I'm sure Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff, man. Jordan's a, a cool cat. The whole band is great dudes, man. And um, send them some support, man. This is one of them bands we want to try and keep together through this whole thing, man. It's hard to keep a band together even when things are good. Never mind when things are like this. So show them some love, y'all, from Oklahoma City. The uh, Local Earshot podcast uh, runs on the value for value model. It is uh, time, talent, and treasure. Um, we value your time for listening. And, um, you know, if you want to donate, you can go to the page at localearshot.com and um, go under the donate section. We take crypto and cash app, Vitmo, um, possibly, I, I think later, it's like, you know, the old school PayPal. Um, and uh, and so what we're, we're actually going to try to do is if you donate and you're in a band or if you're, you know, friends of bands or all that and you want to do shout outs to them, then um, then we will put your shout out on the air. If you donate more than five dollars, five bucks, we'll say five yeah. bucks. We'll act like the old recycler magazine for you. Well, if you're looking for a band member, I mean, I can almost guarantee you that most of our listeners at this point are friends of ours, which are mostly musicians that are mostly looking for a gig. So uh, you might have some luck if you if you help us out, we'll help you out. Yeah. And then um, talent. We are looking for artists to interview. Uh, so if you want to come on air and interview, uh, we now have the ability to do um, over line and over the Internet. We just interviewed um them evils jordan uh over zoom uh which we cut into the this episode uh and so we we be able to add those interviews to the episodes um where we are pushing to become live uh so once we're able to do live shows then it's going to be a little bit different when we record so things are getting exciting out there guys of uh like like jonathan said man uh we we were run on value for value man time talent treasure and uh there's any consolation anybody out there we're doing this currently broke because this is something this is what we'd love to do we're going to talk music regardless so we might as well talk music with you guys too and i know everybody's excited to see the concerts firing back up and uh come on take this ride with us man Uh, we're having a great time so uh thanks for listening and uh, i'm brad biggs with 13 step tone solutions you can get a hold of me on facebook and instagram and all that good stuff and if you got a message you want to get out man just get a hold of me i'm pretty pretty uh open with conversation with people so um i think that about wraps it up for me i ain't got not much else to say and i'm uh, i'm jonathan grissom with uh more bands media uh, morebands.com and you can reach me at john at uh, morebands.com or john at local earshot uh, dot com and uh, then that's how you connect to actually be able to get on the show uh, you can also access uh, I think it's um, admin at uh, localearshot.com and that would be another account uh, you can also go on the local earshot page there's a contact us and you can click on that and we will be able to get your messages um, and so then we should be able to connect but uh, that's all we have for today uh, thank you for listening and Them Evils, guys, crank them up this weekend. Show them some love.